We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Age of Radio. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man. Joining me, as always, of course, is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how we doing, brother? Dude, I'm doing good, man. Good. My team won this weekend, so I'm happy, brother. Your main team, anyways. Yes, my main team. Our adoptive teams did not do so well. No. So. Yeah. Yeah, it was not a good football weekend for our adoptive teams, but our main teams dominated. Well. Yes. Your defense dominated. Yes, they did, didn't we'll, they? We'll get into that in here in a little bit. But let's get into some college football. I was very happy because you can't lose when you're on a bye week, so go Oregon on the bye week, baby. <laughs> right? Right. Can't okay. lose on the bye week. Takes a little bit of the stress off with that one, doesn't it? Yeah, except now we got to play UCLA this coming week. So weekend. it's like, eh. Woo. Game day crew and everything else is going to be fun on that one. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so here we go. <clears throat> the top 25, Georgia, number one, cruised to an easy 55 nothing victory over Vanderbilt. Number three, Alabama lost a shootout to number six, Tennessee, as Bama's undefeated season went to the bottom of the Tennessee River along with the Volunteers' goalposts in a 52-49 to loss. Number four, Clemson, still holding strong as they beat Florida State, 34-28. Number five, Michigan, saw their 13-0 lead quickly evaporate against number 10, Penn State, but would outscore the Nittany Lions 28-3 the rest of the way for a 41-17 victory. I kind of feel bad because I actually tuned into that game and sat there and just watched that delete disappear. I'm like, maybe Washington, uh, Michigan doesn't need me watching them anymore. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, dang, Wolverines, you just blew that game. And then I come back and then they won easily. I'm like, hmm, maybe it was me. <laughs> Weird. I don't know why. I'm okay with Michigan. I like them better than Ohio State. Just saying. Anyways, number seven, USC went into Utah looking to keep their winning streak alive against the Utes. Or number 20 Utes. The Utes, though, would win a shootout 43-42. Number eight, Oklahoma State would try to avoid uh, being upset. Another upset casualty this past weekend, as there were seven of them, when they took on the number 13 TCU Horned Frogs in Fort Worth. However, the Cowboys would lose in double overtime 43-40. Number 9, Ole Miss dispatched Auburn, 48-34 at home. Number 15, NC State would not get much of anything going on offense against number 18, Syracuse, falling 24-9. Number 16, uh, Mississippi State went into Lexington looking to spoil number 22, 
Kentucky QB Levis's return from injury. However, the Wildcats would run wild on the Bulldogs, winning 27-17. to Number nine, uh, 19, sorry, Kansas just couldn't keep up with Oklahoma and Norman, going down 52-42. Ever since Kansas' quarterback went down with injury, dude, Kansas has just been going backwards offensively. Yeah. It's been hard to watch. Poor Kansas. I was like, yeah, Kansas might actually do something in football this year, and then their quarterback goes in and just went, Faceplant <laughs> right into the mud. Terrible. Anyways, number 22, Texas won a hard-fought battle against Iowa State, 24-21. Number 24, Illinois beat Minnesota at home, 26-14. And number, 20, number 25, James Madison's run in the top 25 was short-lived as they lost to Georgia Southern, 45-38. Koopa, anything surprise you from this weekend in college football? What about you, brother? I believe that would be the Volunteers beating Alabama. There you go, right? I mean, Alabama is Alabama, so that's pretty crazy, brother. It was insane, injury-riddled, not injury-riddled, penalty-riddled game that was a farce to begin with, and somehow, magically, the Volunteers, despite giving up an easy strip-sack fumble for a touchdown, still managed to drive down, tie the game up, Get another possession and kick the game-winning field goal. Game-winning field goal. And I'm like, how in the hell did this just happen? I don't know. Don't care. I'm accept it and be happy with it. Uh, my biggest surprise, though, was seven upsets from the weekend. That's what was the big shocker. A lot of top-ranked teams went down this weekend. So that was a little bit surprising. Oh, yeah, man. It makes for a good <clears throat> shakeup, man. I mean, because... You don't know what's going to happen when it, when it's time to, to do bowl games and things like that. Yeah, and it did help Oregon and UCLA as they both slid up further into the top ten, making it a top ten they matchup in Eugene. Shit this they, week. Nope, they just got to sit back, watch everybody else suffer. <laughs> it was good to be a freaking duck today, or that day, baby. We didn't have to do jack squat, and we just watched ourselves tick up right into the top ten. Will we stay there? Only Saturday will tell us. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's see here. I have next is... Do, 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 do. So, despite being Tom Petty Knight at the Swamp and even striking on a 51-yard touchdown, the Gators just could not handle LSU and the Tigers. Anthony Richardson yet again struggled connecting with receivers on relatively easy passes that quarterbacks were expected to make. And on the ground game, did not get going, um, did not do the team any favors either. Other than Richardson's 81-yard touchdown run, that was the bulk of the running game for the Gators. Thus, with the offense not sustaining long drives, the defense began to wear down from being on the field too often. Head coach Billy Napier has an extra week to get his offense right before they head over to Jacksonville to take on number one, Georgia. Yeah, dude. Um, good luck to the Gators because you're probably not beating Georgia for nothing, especially with the way Richardson's been playing. Um, they might as well put him in his halfback because he sucks at quarterback. Let's be honest. Right now, yeah. So I mean, he's looking. He's had a couple of good games, but other than that, he's kind of been mediocre about it. So yeah. I mean, besides you know doing that run, you know I don't care for that shit running, but you know. Yeah, we know because we all we know how much you hate Lamar Jackson. So yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it's just. It's hard because he's got the talent to be a good quarterback. 
He's just so up and down inconsistent. It's a roller coaster ride with him. He needs to get out of his head, dude. Something. When he starts getting inconsistent, it gets in his head, and then it it messes with him, man. True. So. And then he starts overthrowing and all that fun stuff, and just kind of hurting him. Hurting Same himself. goes the other way around. When he's doing good, he lets it. He has a good week, then he, then the next week, you know, you're gonna get a bad game from him because he's just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, and then if you're gonna play a good team like you know LSU or a team with a really good offense, your defense ha- can't be on the field for that long throughout the game. Otherwise, they just start wearing down. And you just saw, it. You, and especially in the second half, the defense yeah. really couldn't stop LSU's offense in the second half. And the you know, and LSU's defense figured out Richardson pretty well, blanked them in the third quarter, completely shut them out, and the game just ended up getting out of hand. And I mean, the Gators tried to make it. You know, respectable with that um, loss, but just wasn't enough. Not at all, so, man. Just, it was just not good. I mean, it, it lost by 10, but really it wasn't even that close, to be honest. Yeah. All right, you ready to switch gears and talk about the pros? Let's do it, brother. All right. On Thursday Night Football, the Commanders beat the Bears on another terrible game for that primetime slot. Dude, what? It's oh. been terrible, dude. The games on Thursday Night Football have just been God awful the past few weeks. It's garbage. It's been yeah, you're right. It's been garbage, and it could be another garbage game tonight when the Saints play the Cardinals. I mean, I hate to say it, but yeah, it's looking like that. Let's see here. Despite some injury issues, the Colts beat the Jaguars 34-27. With two is still out, the off the Dolphins' offense has not looked all that great as the loss to the Vikings, 24-16. Even with Kenny Pickett getting knocked out, the Steelers' defense turned in a solid performance to help the team beat the Buccaneers 20-18. The Rams bounced back decently, and um, though at a cost, as they beat the Panthers 24-10. Decimated by injuries, the 49ers were beaten by the Falcons 28-14. Bill Belichick likes to stick it to the Browns, and he did just that as the Patriots smoked the Browns 38-15. I almost said smoked the Brownies, but I kind of didn't want to have that kind of have that. 420 in the incarnation about well, that. Well, you, you already put it out there, bro. Yeah, so. no, I'm just saying. The Jets went into Lambeau and came out with a shocking 27-10 victory over the Packers. Joe Burrow and Lamar Chase made their triumphant return to New Orleans as they helped the Bengals beat the Saints 30-26. Another shocker in the NFL as the Giants came back from 10 down to beat the Ravens 24-10. The Seahawks won an ugly game against the Cardinals 19-9. The Bills won a hard-fought battle against the Chiefs, 24-20, at Arrowhead. Mm. The Eagles are still in the are still the only unbeaten team in the NFL as they beat the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football, 26-17. And on Monday Night Football, in a game that nobody seemed to want to win, the Chargers would actually pull it off, 19-16, in overtime against the Broncos. Cooper, any games stand out to you from Dude, the NFL? Dude, the Jets and the Packers, all, right off the bat. Yeah, right? 27-10 in Lambeau? Uh, I mean, when you don't have a top-end receiver, dude, that's what's going to happen. Your quarterback kind of ran off the other, your best receiver because he's in, he's just doesn't seem committed 100%. And, yeah. And Devontae Adams like, dude, I, if you're not going to be committed, I don't want to be here because who knows when you're going to just be like, you know what, I'm out. Yeah. And he doesn't got time for that. And obviously he knows that Jordan Love is not the quarterback of the future because if you thought, hey, well, Jordan Love... If Rodgers leaves, I think he's good enough where we can still be good. Yeah. He obviously doesn't believe that. 
and which is why he wanted that trade and he got it and he went to Vegas. I almost said Oakland because I'm used to saying Oakland, but <laughs> that's because we miss him when they were in Oakland. Come on, it, let's be it, honest. It just made sense because they started in Oakland, went to L.A. That didn't make sense. Went back to Oakland. It was back to sensible. And now they're in Vegas. Don't get me wrong. If there's any team that should be in Vegas, it really should be the Raiders. Yeah. But I'm still not quite there yet. Yeah, they, they've got to start putting out some wins, dude. I mean, it's like, ugh. Yeah. It's unbelievable to sit there and look at it and the Packers are being that terrible. Yeah. I never thought I'd see it in the that terrible. <laughs> they haven't been terrible since the 80s. Right. We, we you and I grew up basically on Brett Favre uh-huh. and then being contenders. They did go to two Super Bowls, one one against the Patriots. And then they would like make the playoffs, not quite get over the hump, make the playoffs again, still not get over the hump. Brett Favre started his, I'm going to retire, I'm not going to retire. Aaron Rodgers fell to him in the draft. They grabbed him because why not? Because <laughs> Exactly. You know, because you never knew what Brett Favre was thinking. Brett Favre finally left, and then he was like, well, I'll come back, and the Packers went, no, 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 we're done with you. Go away. <laughs> we're done. Yeah. You keep retiring, unretiring, we're done. We're going to go ahead and move on with Aaron. And, you know, Aaron ended up leading them eventually to a Super Bowl, and they've been relevant. Now there's a chance they might not be relevant even this year with Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback. It's crazy to think about. And it's not because of an injury to Rodgers, you know what I mean? We had that year that I think they it's missed the playoffs, but it was like he injury. He doesn't even care to be there anymore. He's just yeah. I mean, it, it's that thing where it's if you start thinking about retirement, you're basically retired. Yeah, and that's the whole issue. Is that's that was why when when, uh, when Big Ben started running his mouth after that Jaguars game, I was like, "It's done, dude. It's done. He don't even really want to be here anymore. He's just." You know, he's looking at it like a job, so... Yeah, exactly. And that's what it ended up being. And so he's they're just like, you know what, we're going to go ahead and just move on from you because there's no point. And that's basically what happened, and that's what... You know, it's just... It's sad, too, to think that if you're not in it, then why'd you even bother coming back this year? Even your wide receiver knew your heart wasn't in it. Yeah. And he that's why he's just like, I'm out. <laughs> I can't do this. I can't do it with him. And... It's crazy. Uh, I think, even though I, I understand that the Niners' defense was decimated with injuries, for the Falcons to pull that win, though, still, was pretty impressive, honestly. Definitely, man. And Mariota was on point. Mm-hmm. I, I believe he got player of the week. I think he did, yeah. I think you're right on that. So. And, uh, I, I mean, I hate to be this way. I just didn't think, at this point, we'd still have an unbeaten Eagles team. Especially, <laughs> right. Especially because the Cowboys have been playing pretty well with their backup quarterback, Cooper Rush. So I was just like, eh, maybe the Cowboys defense finally is the team that solves the Eagles. I was wrong. And uh, clearly, because, I mean, 26-17 to 17 is a pretty solid win. It's not like it was a, so close that, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Yeah. You know, nine points is a pretty decent win. And then I watched that Monday night game, and I'm just going, oh, my God, did either of you really want to actually win this game? Because it doesn't seem like that. Granted, um, there was a point in the game that uh, Hopkins, the kicker for the Chargers, got hurt, hurt his hamstring, so they were trying to make sure his field goals attempts were pretty relatively easy, you know, so they were kind of a little bit passive on (laughs) the offensive side when it came to that, but it's like, dude, you have Herbert, freaking score a touchdown. Right. Kill him, he smalls. 
Eh, it was crazy. That Monday night game it, was It was blessed. nice, though, to watch the Steelers and watch, you know, yes. old Tom Brady get a little butt hurt. Yes, we're going to talk about that. Don't worry. Yes. But first, we're going to talk about my poor team as they go into the bye week. Let's do it. <laughs> With the Rams win, they do head into their bye week, licking their wounds as they sort out the mash unit that has become their offensive line. The team announced Monday that they will be without Joe Noteboom for the rest of the season with a torn Achilles. Uh, the Rams have announced the signing of Ty Nischke to for depth on the offensive line. The Rams will be playing the 49ers when they come out of their bye week on October 30th. The Rams are also looking at trading Cam Akers, who is unhappy with his role with the team. Cooper, your thoughts? Oh, man, Cam Akers. Uh, it's unfortunate, dude, because... Mm-hmm. You know, I, I thought it was going to be something good for the team. So did you. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's not planning out just the way, you know, he thought or the team thought. And and uh, at least they're moving on. And maybe he'll – I heard he might get traded to the Broncos, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, there's so. there's been reports maybe that there might be a swap at running back. Melvin Gordon has been seeing his role um, diminished. Yeah. He's not liking how it's going in Denver. And, you know, obviously, Cam Akers is not enjoying his role um, in the Rams organization right now. Uh, Cam's, though, is mostly, honestly, from what I keep gathering from the experts, um, besides, you know, just Colin, Colin's basically an opinionist and... Uh, but he's actually talked to Albert Breer, um, Greg Cosell, talking about what's going on with him. And he's not hitting the gaps that are open. He's not finding the second hole. He's trying to run through the first hole that he's, you know, he's basically running like a rookie. He's running where he thinks the hole should be because that's how the play is designed. He's not trying to see that he's it's not, not he there. He doesn't have the, the vision. Yeah, he doesn't have the ball carrier vision to look mm. for another hole. That's not that obviously it, the first one's not there. So you got to see if you can do something. And by the time he does realize there was something, it's already gone. And also he's been very poor in the pass protection uh, as well. So he's been limited on the field because Daryl Henderson will block when need to. Yeah. Daryl Henderson hits holes the way he's supposed to as a running back. And so he's seen his role diminish. And uh, we got Malcolm Brown back and. Malcolm Brown we know, is actually one of those f- players who can hit the hole like he's supposed to, find the other hole if he needs to, and will block. Cam Akers, unfortunately, just does not want to do that. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Finding holes. Yes. you got to find the hole. <laughs> Put some Preparation H on it if you need to. <laughs> and drive that ball in the hole. That's right. But uh, So it's going to be interesting. Offensive line, I mean, honestly, I would rather trade him to get an offensive lineman if we can. I would rather do that because, you know, like I said, it's a mash unit basically right now. And if I'm the Rams, I don't care. I'm begging the hell out of Whitworth to come back because there's no one I trust right now on that offensive line to protect Matthew Stafford's blind side. Yeah, man, I, I don't know what to say, but, I mean, he might be happy with his role at- I'm like, bro, it's just for the remainder of the season, and then you can retire again. (laughs) It's just for the remainder of the year. Take this bye week to get into shape. Let's go, bro. Come on. Oh, yeah, because you know he hasn't gave up on his his routines and all that. Oh, no. He's pretty stout still. What's funny, though, is 
I find odd, always odd is when I see these offensive linemen retire, really retire, and then the next thing you know, they've dropped like 50 to 80 pounds because they don't need to be huge anymore to be able to handle the uh, a defender. Yeah. So they drop a bunch of weight, and you just look at them and go, what the hell happened? You're basically a tight end size now. What yeah. the hell just happened to you? You look like you should be going out and catching passes now. It's weird. Jeff Saturday, um, Joe Thomas has lost some weight. Um, there was another offensive lineman that's um, trying to remember who it was. can't remember off the top of my head. The only big guy that stopped playing that was still big when he um, was, you know, commentating or color guy or sideline guy, Tony Saragusa, the defensive lineman from the Ravens. Goose was still a pretty big guy. Yeah, he was. I mean, I, I know he did lose a little bit of weight, but he still looked like he was still close to his playing weight. And it wasn't too far off. It didn't seem like. Oh, yeah. But, um, um, like, Howie doesn't even look as big as he did, you know, mm-hmm. Howie Long. And so it's crazy. But um, so Whitworth, come on, man, just come back. Finish out the year. Then that's it. We're done. By the way, that honors your contract, too. Just saying. You only have one year left. Just saying. You can come mm-hmm. back, you know, whatever. Are you ready to talk about your team? Let's do it. All right. The Pittsburgh Steelers defense did come to play on Sunday as they shut down the Buccaneers' run offense and held Tom Brady in check in route to a 20-18 win. The Steelers did lose Kenny Pickett to a possible concussion, but Trubisky came in and didn't make many mistakes and, in fact, saved a bad snap from ending up giving the Buccaneers excellent field position, beating the defense to the ball. The Steelers are take are take the Steelers are taking on a returning Tua and the Dolphins this coming weekend. Cooper um, also noted that Mike Tomlin did announce if Kenny Pickett clears protocol and is healthy, he will be your starter this weekend against Miami. But your thoughts? As it should be, dude. I mean, Trubisky, if, if your heart's not completely into it, and and there's conflict between you and coach. Got to do what you got to do, man. Take that seat. Yep. So, um, and Pickett has done nothing but show show promise, mm-hmm. and I, I I don't have a problem with it. So, um, I'm just I'm just upset that I still got T.J. Watt out, dude. I'm just yeah. If you guys had T.J. Watt, you'd be doing a whole lot better defensively. But I give you guys credit. You guys showed up. Yeah. Because this could have been bad. Oh, it, it was so it was quite hilarious seeing Tom Brady on the sideline yelling at the the lineman. Yeah, it was funny. He is really a little bitch sometimes. Oh yeah, or he's a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. <laughs> As someone's G-rated dreams of her. How G-rated can you be with that? <laughs> Anyways, but uh, we'll have to tell that story one time on the podcast. We will. That's pretty funny. But I just, it was really great. Your guys got you guys got home really well with your front four, um, which was pretty good. You guys blanketed freaking Evans and Godwin really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was just, I, I was just like, dude, you guys are just showing up today on defense. It's unbelievable, and I mean. Leonard Fournette, he would get, he'd occasionally get a pretty good run, but for the most part, you guys held him in check. Um, yeah, and despite uh, you trying to get him to break his leg again, <laughs> again, break a leg, break a leg, break a leg. I loved when your son asked, Dad, what does break a leg mean? 
I'm like, well, I'm sitting over here like, well, in theater, it means good luck. For your dad, it means die. <laughs> yeah, that was quite entertaining. Because uh, ever since we took him to, you know, the Gator game uh, last weekend, now he's all about it, dude. And uh, wants to sit down and watch it with us, which is, is nice. It's different because... Usually he's like, I don't care. All right. But now he's like, hey. Nose deep in his tablet. <laughs> so I really am sorry for starting that, by the way. I really should not have gotten them tablets hey, for Christmas man. that one year. It's okay, dude. <laughs> I mean, he, he enjoys it. And he's, he's very uh, talented with Minecraft. And uh, I'm thinking one day he's going to be uh, building houses or... They're doing something really cool. Maybe be an architect. So Could be. We'll see what happens. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens with that. But, uh, though, so I hope your team, your quarterback is healthy so you can have your good quarterback. Because, <laughs> I'm sorry, right. Trubisky hasn't been great. Or really hasn't been that good. If he was good, we wouldn't even be having Pickett out there. So, but uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see, though. Cause, it just sucks because I thought Trubisky might actually have a chance to show up and show out and you know finally you know destroy the naysayers but he's done nothing but i still think you guys need an offensive coordinator that's better than matt canada though matt canada is not a good offense coordinator then there's that um for trubisky or kenny pickett's development you need a better offense coordinator it maybe you'll get lucky cliff Kingsbury might get fired from Arizona this year, and you can just get him as your OC because at least he can coach an offense. Yeah, and so there we go. Anyways, what what do you think though? Real quick before we get into the next part, what do you think of the rumors that you guys might be trading uh, Chase Claypool by by the trade deadline? It's his open availability is a uh, bit of a shock. Yeah, that is kind of nuts, but I think that. They'll find a way to keep him, dude. I mean, especially the game that he had this weekend, they would be stupid to let him go. I honestly think so, too. But then again, at the same time, is it because they think so highly of George Pickens that, you know, it's kind of hard for them? Because Deontay Johnson, whether you like it or not, is actually technically a good number two. So he's a better outside receiver than he is a slot guy. And then, you know, you can't... So he... You don't really want Pickens in the slot. He's a better outside guy than he would be a slot two. And Claypool is also better as an outside guy than slot. You got basically three guys in two outside spots. So yeah. And Pickens does have the talent. So maybe they're just looking at possibly just moving on from Claypool because one Claypool does have a little bit of an attitude problem. Johnson does not seem to have that problem. Yeah. And Pickens is the rookie that's got you know massive potential yeah and claypool seems to be more worried about his tiktoks so let's be honest here and we know you guys got went ahead and got rid of another receiver who seems to be more interested in his tiktoks than yeah juju yeah but he's having a pretty decent year in kansas City. not a great year but yeah he'd probably be having a better year if he wasn't so concentrated on his tiktoks either so there you go all right sir so that's good thoughts from you so we got that because yeah i forgot to add that on there <laughs> Um, so, is there drama brewing in Denver? Marshawn Lynch was recently interviewed and said that the only way to get a hold of Russell Wilson is through his manager. Lynch said that if he cannot get a hold of a former teammate that he went to war with but just by calling him directly, then he has no need to talk to him. 
This has caused speculation into whether that is the same for Russell Wilson's current teammates as well. That plus some doubting Nathaniel Hackett's coaching abilities makes things interesting going forward in Denver. Cooper, your thoughts? Yeah, man. We we all thought that Russell going to Denver was a good thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's been nothing but mediocre. And uh, very sad to watch, dude. Yeah. It, you know, uh, I know that Russell Wilson is better than this, mm-hmm. so I really don't know what's going on. It it might have something to do with the coaching, something he just doesn't fit there. I don't know. Yeah. Now, Nick Wright came up with an interesting theory on this and why it's struggling right now. Denver initially hired Nathaniel Hackett because he was the offensive coordinator in Green Bay. When Denver was trying to get their first choice, Aaron Rodgers, in a trade, when it became apparent that he was either going to stay in Green Bay or possibly just retire, they moved on to their second choice, which ended up being Russell Wilson. So the chemistry just hasn't really meshed yet. What do you think? I mean, it's possible. Mm-hmm. It's possible. But as far as Marshawn Lynch goes... I don't know. Who cares about the stupid drama between you and Russell Wilson? If he is too busy to talk to people, that that's his own prerogative, man. I mean, it is what it is. But um, yeah, hmm. it it is it is a bit strange if they were close. But uh, I don't know if they were close or not. Well, if you haven't seen it. Um, Pat McAfee on his podcast was talking about the situation, and he, you know, he used the interview clip of Marshawn Lynch talking about the situation, and then he went, you know, I'm a punter, but I could call right now if I wanted to. I can call Peyton Manning and get a hold of him. If I wanted to, I could call Arch Manning and get a hold of him. You know, Archie Manning, his his father, not yeah. Arch Manning, his nephew. But, you know, so he's like, and I have no business being that close to anybody because I'm a punter of the team. Where he's like, I could just call about any of my former teammates and get a hold of them just like that and without a problem. You know, unless, of course, they happen to be very busy at that moment. I can't get all of them. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so which is understandable. But, you know, he's like, if I needed something or anything, there's a good chance I can just call Peyton up. Peyton will answer me if he's not busy and be like, yeah, I got you, man. And so I kind of understand where he's coming from when, you know, and I kind of also think, though, too, that, you know, maybe it's a little bit of resentment because a lot of people – in Seattle claimed it was the defense and Marshawn Lynch that carried them to the Super Bowl, not really Russell, that Russell was basically just a game manager. Just don't basically mess up. And you messed up technically because the coach decided to run that pass play that got picked off in the end zone in the second Super Bowl that you guys went to and the Patriots won. Yeah, yeah, there so, might be some animosity there. So, yeah, so we'll see what happens going forward. But So it just makes things drama-filled in Denver, so it's going to be fun for us to talk about as we move forward. All right, Arizona's offense is gaining a nice boost this weekend as DeAndre Hopkins returns from his suspension. Excuse me. Hopkins was suspended for six games for PED use. The Cardinals' offense has been lackluster for most of the, for most of the season thus far. They did lose Marquise Brown to an injury, but did trade for Robbie Anderson from the Panthers. It will be intriguing to see how this weekend, how this weekend basically tonight, and the remainder of the season goes for this Cardinals offense. Cooper, your thoughts on the Cardinals? Uh, definitely, man. Definitely some crazy stuff going on there. Uh, Hopkins will bring bring uh, 
more of an aired out type thing for for uh, Arizona. Mm -hmm. So I mean that'll help out this new guy. I've seen some of the uh, some of the uh, memes they have going on for him right now, which is quite hilarious. Um, yeah. So yeah, he's a younger dude, so he'll bring. I mean, he'll bring some uh, some help to the team, I guess. Yeah. I mean, basically, their whole offense has usually been throw it up. DeAndre Hopkins is down there somewhere, and he hasn't been there for the first six games due to that PED suspension. Yeah. So I think once you get some rhythm going, I don't know about tonight. It's kind of a short week. I don't know if that's enough practice time to really for him to really get into you know game shape. You know, uh, so it's going to be interesting. But maybe next weekend. I see probably Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins, having a pretty decent season, um, decent week next weekend. Uh, if they play next weekend, they, I don't know when their bye is. He could be on a bye week next week for all I know. But yeah. uh, I'm just saying their next game after tonight will be his better game um, than tonight because I think a short week's not enough time. Um, Robbie Anderson's not going to have that good of a game, I don't think, because again, it's going to be a short week. It'll just depend on how the the defense for the Saints kind of guard Hopkins because Hopkins will be in back. If they get too much focus on him, maybe then Anderson could have a good game. But Anderson was very upset on Sunday, turned around, got traded Monday out of Los Angeles from Carolina to Arizona. So he was like, I'm not leaving. I'm going from LAX to Arizona to LAX back to Carolina. So see ya, suckers. <laughs> yeah, man. Shorter plane ride. At least I hope he had a shorter plane ride. I hope he didn't have to go all the way to California and then back to Arizona. And have some stupid layover or something. Right. But, uh, so it's going to definitely be interesting to see what happens going forward with that. Uh, I just, it's a little bit of a shocker because I expected a little bit better of Arizona because they always had a pretty decent start to their years, but then it was just kind of fade in the back half. But it, I don't know. It just seems like with the drama from the contract negotiations with, uh, Murray this off season, it feels like it's kind of just drug on for six weeks into the season so far. So I guess we'll see what happens, huh? Definitely, man. Definitely. All right. That will do it for us with football talk. We'll be back again with sports talk. We got the NBA tip off going on. Uh, my stupid baseball team got eliminated by the Padres. If you didn't hear me last night and I'm going to say it again, I'll say it again tomorrow. Stupid team eliminated by the Padres. Uh-huh. <sighs> Chihuahua crazy anyways the defending champions were also eliminated by the phillies so i guess i'm okay with that i don't know but so we'll get you caught up on the mlb playoffs the tip off for the nba season and why the lakers once again still need to get rid of westbrook dang it okay yeah i'm good we're good you good <laughs> yeah i'm good Woosa, bro Woosa. Goose blah blah. Not that goose blah blah. It's goose blah blah. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So that'll do it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking, talking sports. sports. Hey, everyone. This is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at Sports Talk dot Cooper dot Big Man. Or you can email us at Sports Talk with Cooper in Big Man. That's Sports Talk W I T Cooper 
the letter N, big man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.